Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais. Over the course of several hundred episodes of The Yacking Show, we've asked the same question of all our successful business guests. And that question is, from your experience, is there a single habit, characteristic, or mindset that differentiates successful people, and here I mean well-balanced, with those that remain average? What you're about to hear is a compilation of 20 answers from the interviews that we've done. I think you'll be very surprised at those answers, which will likely motivate and inspire you to take action and follow through with some of the advice you'll hear. Let's get started. Yes, which is a little unfair, Peter, to, to distill it down to one. But but if I had to choose one, I would I would say consistency. And I know some of your other podcast guests have said that, but but it really is true. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll use my, my personal story as an example with my podcast. I've been podcasting now for close to three years. And as you know, for those who are listening, if you, if you don't know, podcasting is a lot of work, especially when you do it, you know, the way Peter and Kathleen are doing mm-hmm. it, where they have a website and, and there's, it's not just getting on a Zoom call and pressing record. There's so much more that goes on behind the scenes. Again, those op- the operational details. And I said, okay, it has to be consistent. If I'm saying this is going to be a weekly show, no matter what, I need to, pre- I need to have a podcast go live every single week. And I must tell you, there, there were days when I just didn't feel like it. I didn't want to. I was wondering, is anybody out there even listening? Does anybody even care? And then I I heard someone on another podcast say, you know, when you get to your 100th episode, there's something magical that seems to happen. All of a sudden you get onto the radar and it's, I've, I've found something very similar to be true. And so my podcast happened to get onto the radar of HubSpot, the, the, mm. the company that has the, yep. the CRM platform. Mm-hmm. And it's now become a part of their, their new podcasting network. So Excellent. here I've, thank you, thank you. So for those who are listening, I hope this serves as motivation and inspiration because sometimes you put things out there into the universe online and you might not receive any type of engagement, but I guarantee you, it doesn't mean that no one's seeing it. It doesn't mean that no one is listening or watching. They are. They just may not comment, but trust me, they are watching you. And it's only a matter of time before you get that unexpected phone call or email uh, with with great news about doing something on a really big scale. And, and I absolutely agree with you in, in yeah. terms of consistency. And there's many, but I think one thing that stands out for me about all these people is that when they say they're going to do something, they do it. They they follow through, and they care about the people who they're serving. They see themselves as servants to others rather than that other people are there for them to pay the money is <laughs> like that's right maybe part of the cycle but ultimately it's about being of service it's about really helping people and making a difference and the people who I see doing their best work and having the most success are the people who really care mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that one empathy caring has come up several times when, when we've asked that question um, some very successful people have said 
that's one of the most important things that, that we found successful people have that others don't. So, yeah, very good. Thank you. Hmm. You know, I'm going to answer this. I, I ask this. I, I'm going to answer this with my stock question, Peter, because mm-hmm. I also have a stock question I ask everywhere I go. And I think it's kind of the same thing, which is it's maybe less at the individual level and more at the organizational level. But I ask every chief executive officer, chief human re- resources officer, everybody I encounter, you know, what's the one thing that still really is the biggest problem in this organization, if we could fix it, things would get better. And mm-hmm. I would say it's probably the same answer for individuals. To a person, everyone that I've asked has said, talking directly to each other, having direct communication, um, having the ability to deal with conflict, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the reasons why we're so excited about these mentoring relationships, because they're, they're little relationship opportunities that aren't your boss, not your best friend, It's someone you can really practice having that open, honest discussion with. But it's interesting to hear our executives say that so many things get built in organizations to avoid just telling people the truth. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. There's probably two that I think of that that they all share. Uh, Number one is a winning mindset. They don't, they don't, they don't expect success so they don't arrive at success accidentally right right they are a champion before they set foot on the field they have a champion's mindset and then they go about winning that super bowl that's how that works they don't get there by accident um and and it's the mindset that they have it's the we're gonna we've started something it's gonna be great in fact it's gonna rival the guys at the top of the industry do you want in Mm-hmm. And that attitude is infectious and they don't just say it, they live it and they truly believe it and they make decisions that many entrepreneurs wouldn't. So great example of that in a, in a real life working example would be many entrepreneurs when they start will say things like, well, I'll keep my pricing low for now. I'll just win a few clients and get to this stage and then I'll up the prices and I'll change the quality of the people that we work with. Whereas these winning entrepreneurs will say, no, no, my bar is set here. I don't care if I've got zero clients and zero dollars. I'm not dropping my standards or pricing for anybody. I know what it's worth. I know what it can do. Join me or don't. And let me tell you, it's far easier to win a $50,000 client than it is to win a $500 client. Yeah. Far, far easier. Yeah. Far, far easier. The second thing that I would say that they all have in common is they think very differently about money. And Okay. This is something that I had to learn. So I came from a, a single parent family on benefits. So I didn't have any money and, and I did have some success in business. And I used to really kind of, I didn't realize this, but I used to really turn people off with the way that I would communicate with them about money. Cause I would talk to them how I thought I would need to talk to them. So I would say things like, um, look, if you invest in this, what I'm going to do is get this return and this is what I'm going to do with it. And then you're going to get this return inside five years. And it's like, Phil, you know, once you get past a certain stage of money, buddy, we don't even talk about money. It's not even a thought process. You know, I don't have to check my account. I don't need to know how much is in there. Money is not even a frequency that's on my in my lexicon anymore. I don't, I don't pay any attention to it. What I want to know is how much of a transformational aspect is this going to have on people's lives? You know, is this going to make the world a better place? Do you have good mm-hmm. corporate social responsibility? So a great example would be the investment community. Most people would think, oh, I have to earn X amount before I could go and speak to an investment partner. 
and they're going to want to take huge percentage and they're essentially a corporate loan shark in five years they're coming back for their money well let me tell you the vast majority of people in that investment community that i work with the most important thing to them whether you've made a dime or not in your business is the quality of your leadership team and the vision that you have for your growth if you have those things they can work with the rest of it i don't need you to be making money i know how to make money I don't need you to be making money. I need you to have the right leadership, the right men- the right mentality, and the right vision as to where you're going. If you've got those three things, we can throw the money at you to help you to be successful. Wonderful. Spent lots and lots of time thinking about this. You know, people will ask me, what kind of people join a leadership program and what makes them successful and what do you do at the end of it and how do you make, in other words, how do you have one of the longest running leadership programs with people that are top leaders coming out of it? Well, I'll tell you, to me, what makes a good leader, I think it's, it's pretty simple and it's the courage to act. It truly is. Mm. It truly is. You can know everything. You can be. You can read. You can think. You can talk, you can collaborate, but if you don't act, if you mm-hmm. don't do it, as they say, just do it, you know, all, the, all these things. Right. Yeah. Yep. Courage, the courage to act because <laughs> we each, each of us have the power, right, yes. to make the change. And why does someone, why does someone do it and why does someone not do it? it it's that courage, is that belief. And how do you get it? You get connected. You get the skills and you get connected and you get informed. That's what gives you the courage to act. That's what, that's what. I would say the key is gratitude. Gratitude helps your humility. Gratitude, uh, actually gratitude is the, the secret to happiness. I, I learned from the Syrians. Happiness is being grateful for what you have, not ungrateful for what you've lost, not ungrateful for what other people have. So put yourself in the refugee shoes. I just came, someone just came in, took everything you have, transported you to some other place. You're starting over again. But the ones who are happy are the ones who are grateful. And I practice gratitude myself. And and to some extent, I like it because otherwise we start thinking we're good. And, and And as soon as you start thinking you're good, then you aren't open to learning. You're not, uh, the arrogance kills companies. Arrogance kills, uh, it's just not healthy, my opinion. Do you have mantras that you say and, and you, you mentioned uh, earlier about having um, sure I, I, I do have a I have a lot of them um, the uh, one of the things I say is successful people do tough things and I say that to myself when I'm doing tough things and I there is always going to be some tough things that I have to deal with one and so that is one uh, uh, thing that I repeat to myself but there's others that I uh, repeat like that fail often fail fast fail cheap having a failure does not make you a failure because we all have egos so you can imagine i bring out a new product and that product's unsuccessful and whatnot i can go and hang my head and say oh i'm I'm terrible and whatnot it's no fail often fail fast fail cheap having a failure does not make you a failure what makes you a failure is not trying Mm -hmm. so by trying and not succeeding i have i have won because at least i've tried um, yep. And you'll never see anybody who hits home run who didn't doesn't step up to bat, right? So that's. Uh, I'd say passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Passion, yeah. I think it's a very very um, strong characteristic, uh, which leads to very um, constructive um, actions, because 
people that have that passion go the extra mile, right. uh, take uh, initiative. Um, and I also like being a competitor. Uh, some people think it's a negative thing. I guess, I mean, uh, I don't like to lose, no matter what I do. Uh, sometimes I, I go a bit extreme, I would say, but I think that uh, being such a competitive guy push me, pushes me further, uh, makes me do extra things. And I do think those two components allow people to have at least a bigger chances of success. Yeah. Uh, of course, success, it's it's different for everyone. Sure. Um, and that, that, uh, that's something very, very important, very powerful, because I do think we can all be successful. Right. Don't need to be uh, beating someone else to be successful. We just need to be achieving whatever we consider ourselves to be our success, our winning. Yeah. And um, oh, that's great. Setting, setting those objectives into something um, that's achievable, but also that defies you into um, growing as a human being, growing as a person and, uh, you know, pushing your limits. I think different people will tell you different things about this, but um, from from my nature, from my experience, what keeps me on the more successful side of things is consistency. Okay. When I'm consistent with, um, yeah, my routines, my habits, um, even going to coaching for me to get coached, right? Uh, being being in a consistent state is always going. Even if you don't know, you know what you're doing well enough, being consistent about it is eventually going to get you there. That's actually. Yep only thing that's going to get you there so consistency and persistence right kind of yeah sure sort of go together and those two and in that combined have come up quite a lot haven't they Kathleen absolutely yeah and it's interesting because we uh, almost uh, every show we ask that particular question and and we're seeing patterns yeah. aren't we Peter it's, it's absolutely pretty, yeah and that's definitely one of them uh, a couple of words they have a vision for the company they they have okay. to know where they, who they're going to serve, how they're going to serve them, where they want to go, want it to go. Um, they have to be resourceful. They have to have a drive to succeed, and they have to listen and delegate and use all the resources available. It's not one word; it's a combination of words. That combination, okay. Like okay. I said, when I started my company, I was going to be different. I was going to be creative, and I was going to outwork everyone. That's for my company. But in general, vision, resourceful drive to succeed, listen, delegate, and use resources. I, I, I'm going to say the first thing that comes to mind is curiosity. Ah, yes. Curiosity is probably, is, I think it's squashed, actually. Mm -hmm. People aren't allowed to be curious enough to kind of think outside of the box. Seeing something from a different perspective, if you even just think about a camera lens, you know, if you look at one thing, but if you move around something, you get all of these different viewpoints. So curiosity is probably one of the greatest and most underrated qualities that someone can develop. I love it. I and love that's it. why that's why we do this, because we meet so many interesting people. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
Yeah, thank you for that. That yes. that is, I I really enjoyed that. I really believe that too. It, it certainly keeps me. Kim, I I'm a great follower of Stoic philosophy, and I, amongst my daily readings is is this book called The Daily Stoic by Ryan yes. Holiday. Uh, you know it. And a lot of what you're saying about stepping back and seeing the big picture and and in the, if we quote Marcus Aurelius is um, accept things as they are and, and do your best, but don't try and change everything sort of thing. Yep. Does that fit with what you're talking about? It, it, it absolutely does. The perspective, how we, the recipes, I'm going to say, what we say something is in fact uh, there's a, a book i read and i can't think of the title right now and death is not treated the same way in every culture no and no. and and we experience things based on either what we think we should experience it to be or how we were taught or what we saw so we mirror it and sometimes things are just what they are and if we put too much meaning around everything, I, it can bog us down. Accountability. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Ah. I've, I've noticed that, um, you know, with every single client I work with, um, yeah. the, the ones that are, like you said, a little bit more content and, uh, you know, a little bit more open-minded, um, they're accountable. They, they, they know that it's up to them. Right. The ones that will keep a story going of it's not my fault, it's so-and-so's fault, or, you know, this person has made it impossible for me. Um, Unfortunately, those are the individuals that it's going to be a little tougher. It's going to be a little harder to get to those breakthrough moments because there's a lot of displacing going on. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for that. And and I agree 100% with you. And just, to, I got to relay back to you, we asked this question of a lot of people, yeah. and there's probably only six factors that come up time and time again. This is one of them, and there's a few others, but it's not as if there's 12 or, or 20 no, different no. things. There's very few that come up. Yeah. So thank you for that. Kath- there is, in my opinion, and I think it's the ability to, um, to go inward first. So... <sighs> okay. I I was taught this expression very early on in my career, and I think it was the pivotal moment for me in my experience as a leader, Um, especially as leaders, we can either look out the window for the issue, the the challenge, the the reason, you know, the place to place the blame, uh, which means that we're looking outwards of ourselves, we're looking at the team or the environment or, you know, what's going on in the world or the company, uh, or we can look in the mirror. Right. And we can look in the mirror and go, what's my role in this? And what's my part in this? What do I want? What's important to me? And so I love what you said, um, Peter, about not, not just in terms of monetary, but I think people that are really successful in terms of their own leadership of self and leading their life in terms of balance of life, quality of life, Mm -hmm. they look inside first and go, maybe right now at this age and stage of my family and my career, I don't want the CEO suite, right? I'm good to stay here in middle leadership and just have the biggest impact that I can and and really lead and develop other people at this point because I don't want the stress and the demands that come with that bigger title and that bigger role. Um, And other people can go, that is what's important to me and I'm willing to make different decisions to go and get that. But I do think we can can only take other people as far as we've taken ourselves. Mm -hmm. 
And so as leaders, I think that is, we have to keep continuously doing the inner work on ourselves so that we can continue to grow and develop um, those underneath us as well. Mm. I, I think that's a wonderful explanation. Mm-hmm. And I would say, I think you, you got to it better than most. For <laughs> many, many people, myself included, it takes a huge upset to realize that. Yeah. If, awesome. if things progress incrementally, smooth ups and downs and generally moving ahead, I don't think, I think it's hard to get to that point. In yeah. my case, it took a huge, and this is not my show, I don't want to go into my own story, but it took a huge <laughs> total upside down turnaround, losing everything, moving to a different country to be able to look in and say, what's, you know, to answer that question. So yeah, very good, very astute. That. Yeah, well, and I think, you know, it, it's always been a part of my life because of my parents' sobriety journey was right. That's a huge look inward on self and I've got to do the work. And so it was always there. Um, it didn't, I don't think I kind of connected to it until I was probably in my mid twenties, starting out on my own leadership journey. Uh, and then I look back and go, Oh, that's why that's so important. You know? So I had, I had had some familiar familiarity. I can't say that word right today uh, with it. Didn't really kind of connect to it and let it sink in until I was in my own journey. Yeah. Yeah. And my, and I can thank my wife for this. And it did, I didn't realize it until it was too late. But she used to say, when you wake up in the morning or go to bed at night, ask yourself the question, does the good outweigh the bad? And if the bad outweighs the good, then you have a responsibility to yourself and the universe around you to make a change. It is the most fundamental piece of advice the most important and fundamental piece of advice I've ever been given. And I never listened to her until it was too late. And now I do it every night. Does the good outweigh the bad? And if it doesn't, you have a responsibility to yourself and the universe to make a change. Now, there are lots of people out there, Tony Robbins and Mike Hudson and various others, who they do this on a big scale. They stand in front of thousands of people and they'll say things like, if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you do with your life? And all these kind of things. But there's a big difference between having this idea and actually doing it. Mm-hmm. There's a huge difference between people who go, oh, I wish I could, and people who actually do. So at a more grassroots level, at a more basic level, and, and I'm having this conversation with a family member right now who's having some interesting times in their relationship, and they're struggling with whether they should stay or go. And I've said to them, Notice I'm not giving gender here or any incl- any clue as to who this may be. Sure. I'm being very careful to that. Very careful, yeah. But I say to them, I've said to them a number of occasions, if you wake up in the morning and you believe that the bad outweighs the good, you've got a responsibility to change your life because otherwise you'll be happy. So the difference, I think, between people who are balanced is they are is it's people who are able to honestly look at themselves and their life and can genuinely have enough perspective to see what is the good and what is the bad and then have the courage and the bravery to make the changes that need to be made now it's an easy thing to say peter it's a very difficult thing to do it in practice and i'm not suggesting everyone has to go out tomorrow buy a tp and live in that for the rest of their lives i'm not i'm not advocating people leaving their jobs or their families their wives their kids i'm not simply saying you know yourself better than anyone. You're the only person that's been with you every single minute of every single day of your entire life. You're the only one. So no one knows you better than you. So ask yourself the question, don't outweigh the bad. 
And if it doesn't, then make a change. Fabulous. I don't think I would say necessarily a key, but I think that number one, business people need to learn every day. We all, we don't know it all. So every day is an opportunity to learn something new. So why not learn something new? And I think effective business people are good listeners. I think mm-hmm. we, all, hey, we all love to talk, right? <laughs> we all love, to, I love talking. But by listening, you're going to recognize what's out there in the business world or the consumer world or personal world that's going to affect your business and, and grow that. So I would say, educate yourself, always listen, and make sure that you make time for yourself and your family. Because I think that, you know, and I come from years ago, worked for a a boss that I was 24 seven. I missed many a party. I was in the lobby at my daughter's college graduation because I had to work. I was on vacations, standing outside a bus at a tour working. And I think that we have to recognize that what are we working for? Mm -hmm. We love to do what we do. And I don't plan on ever retiring, but I want to have time for for my life because it's just so short. So let's let's enjoy ourselves. So I think those are the things that I see. I see successful business people take the time for that vacation and that family time. That's wonderful. Yeah, I'd say it's it's three things that I that I've touched on already, but I'll but I'll sum them up a bit, and then mm-hmm. I'll say the one that I think is most critical. I think the three critical components or, or really important components are that mental toughness we just spoke about, right? So building yeah. that up and having that um, humility, as I as I spoke a little bit about yeah. before, and then also some level and of what I would call like um, logical sophistication, the ability to, to kind of follow a thread. And I don't mean that to sound, you know, condescending or anything, but the ability to really understand what's going on in your mind, all different inputs and kind of piece it together to see, to try and get a better sense of what's there. I think when you put those three things together, it gives you the best opportunity to succeed. And if I had to pick one out of those three, I I mentioned it before, but I think it has to be humility. I think that has, it's not enough. I don't think on its own, but without humility, you won't recognize you're not as mentally tough as you think you are, right? And, which I did for a Absolutely. lot of my life. I like to think I was a tough person and I could do things I wanted to do. And I kept failing at different things and not being honest with myself about it because ironically, I wasn't mentally tough and I wasn't humble enough to admit that to myself. Um, same thing on the, on the logical side. It's, our minds are so quick to jump to conclusions and say like, because that's what we want. We want to understand things and have it be cohesive that we, we jump and we think, okay, I understand this. I know this. This is definitely true. Having the humility to say, I don't know. Like, I think it might be that, but I'm really not sure. Maybe there's some other information or maybe I don't have the right perspective on it. To me, that humility opens your mind to get to a better outcome. And without it, it's just so much more likely you're going to head down a path that's just either illogical or inefficient or something of that nature. All right. So so here's a follow-up to that one. Is it possible for people to discover and become humble and discover humility without a major jolt of some sort? Good question. It's a good question. I'd like to think yes. Um, and, and I think it goes back to the mental toughness point. I think it's similar in that you could start practicing it a little bit and you'll see the positive results of it. But that initial, to your question, that initial being willing to be more humble, it's such a tricky thing because almost by mm-hmm. definition of it, if you're not humble, you're not willing to entertain the idea that you're not humble because you think you're great. So it is That's a really right. hard thing to break out of. So I think my answer to that would be the jolt, definitely. I think that life adversity, that jolt is probably the most common thing that does it. 
I would mm-hmm. go out on a limb and say, obviously, I don't know this for sure, but that mathematical, logical type of thinking, that's a good example of why I think that's so valuable. Because let's say you are somebody who's not that humble. If you can follow the thread and be logical enough, I think, and you're like, you will, you will get to a place where you're like, oh, maybe I'm not as humble as I think I am. It's not as easy as mm-hmm. that jolt. Um, it's yep. challenging. It's not, you know, it's, it's got its downsides, but to me, I do think that is a route to it. So I think people being more thoughtful, being more reflective, meditating, like we said before, I do think that goes a long way as well. So, you know, I would just say grit, you have to keep, you have to keep at it. You can't mm-hmm. stop. A lot of people get to a point and they get frustrated and, and they don't know who to talk to or don't know, you know, but if you're truly passionate about it, then you don't stop and you build those relationships with people. You ask, you network and, and figure out who can do this and, and you learn as, as you go. And, but, you know, we haven't just come up with three ideas and, and those three ideas made it to market. We've got no, sure. probably five or six in the pipeline and, and that we're constantly working on and, and we'll shift gears and work on one for a while and then turn around and work on another for, for another little bit. And it just kind of, whichever, rises to the top or we feel mm-hmm. would be great um, in conjunction with our product line. Um, so it's, it's, it's a constantly evolving and changing um, way to do business. But, um, you know, I would just say it's great. Don't stop. Well, you're right. That is a big question. <clears throat> I think, first of all, let's, uh, let's be honest here. I believe that we have it wrong when we say everybody has a right to succeed. Not, (laughs) no, we don't. Sorry, wrong answer. We are not entitled to success. We must earn success. And my experience dealing with the crowd that I've been dealing with for some 40 years, but more practically the last 25 years, I've seen a lot. I mean, look, we we see an Elon Musk, all right? And we see what he's doing with Tesla. Or we see, you know, Jeff Bezos and his phallic-looking spaceship, all right? That's not, that's not a success model. Those are freaks. And I mean that with due respect. Mm-hmm. They're in that little tiny point, 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 zero, one percent The rest of the most successful entrepreneurs and corporate individuals I've met would be the last person you'd ever expect to be successful. They're simply hardworking. They're simply nose to the grindstone. And I'm sorry, I'm 61. I'm going to be a bit old school here. And they've earned and worked hard to gain every single element of success. I'm going to say something, Peter, and this isn't meant to satisfy you because I kind of get a sense of what you're all about, even though I don't know you. They have every right to be suspicious of the world because they've been burned so many times. My experience with entrepreneurs and successful business people is they probably didn't get it right the first time. Mm Mm-hmm. You put that into connection with having no arms. And let's not joke about the bathroom for a second. Let's be really candid. Sure. It took me till I was 23 years old to dress myself. Let's let that sink in. Mm-hmm. But I never gave up. Why so long? Because clothing didn't exist that I could wear adapted for me. And I didn't know it then. I didn't just didn't figure it out. Now, all of my clothes, you can't see, but I'm in my little office in my bedroom And I've got a whole rack of custom-made clothes because I've been successful. I can afford to go to a tailor and get my pants made with elastic waistbands and false fronts and expanded pockets and different stuff with my pants that allow me to dress myself, almost using like a yoga movement, right? Where I use my legs Ah. like this and move the... My point is this. I understood the route to success 
must be started with several failures. So to me, that's what inspired me the most about successful people. And I guess Jeff Bezos qualifies, and I suppose Elon Musk qualifies. But I think using them as the model of what we should set our sights on, while admirable, why don't you just be successful in your own little small town floral shop or an automotive dealership or a place that makes chocolates? I think the biggest thing is just being very patient, you know, um, building a business and going through a PR strategy. You know, I always say it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So people who are expecting immediate results, you know, at the snap of their fingers, you know, it's or skip steps and are rushing around. It's just not beneficial. You have to be so patient. You have to be empathetic. You know, it, it's, it goes a long way and these things take time. You know, everyone is so busy. Um, you know, whether I reach out to a reporter today, it could take them months to get back to me and you have to have that patience, but in those few months, you know, they could get back to me with a huge opportunity. So just Mm. really being patient and, you know, of course, everyone, everyone wants the immediate results, but I think you have to look at the bigger picture, um, you know, and have your plan for, five years down the line, 10 years down the line. And it's great to have those goals and you have to understand there are many steps and it takes a lot of time to get there. Uh, for me, um, I learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. And if I have a saying, it is my quest to learn how the rest of the world works. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I live in America and you know I, I, I've enjoyed living here, but there's a lot of beautiful place in the world I like to discover. And I love meeting people from foreign lands, learning how they live. Yeah, and believe it or not, people can live in a whole mountain village up in the Himalayas, but you know what? They wouldn't live anyone else, uh, anywhere else because they're really happy living there. Yeah. Good yep. to find out why. Um, so that is it. I, I enjoy uh, learning or becoming educated um, about going to all of these places and I enjoy telling people about it. I do lecturing on cruise ships as well. I saw um, that, yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I went on the uh, first one just uh, in June there. It's one of the uh, the large cruise ships who set sail in the Caribbean. It's her first time back at sea for a long time. So they invited me on board to do a, a few lectures there on uh, on foreign lands and stuff. So that was, that was very nice. Um, so that's it. It's my quest to learn how the rest of the world works. Thoughts? Well, yeah, sure. The number of things can make a difference. Um, I think, in my opinion, about how this has changed over the years um, a lot because of the marketing has changed too, but mm-hmm. just my whole journey in life has, has led me to a place where I think the biggest thing to do is to be prayerful about what you do and just do what's from your heart. Like, a lot of people say do what's on your heart and that's great. But to me, a step further than that is if you're in, you know, prayer about it, then whatever's on your heart is going to be, you can't fail. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So, and even if you're not, you know, believer or whatever, you got to do what's true to your heart because otherwise you're, you're not doing it wholeheartedly. And somebody told me this when I was starting out with my business and I, it didn't really, resonate like it does now. Now I can see where the little tiniest disconnect there can throw you off. Mm-hmm. So it does take some reflection and just making sure you're doing what it is that you want to do and what drives, what gives you, you know, happiness in the day. 